Hello, you are listening to the Treadweary Podcast, the audio arm of treadweary.com, where we gather around the Word of God to hear what it is that God has done for us, so that we might receive from Him the gifts of His grace and mercy. Join Pastor Smee as we take a look at the text coming up for us with this following Sunday to hear what it is that God has to tell us and to open our hearts and our minds as we prepare to worship together. Greetings, church. We gather again here around God's Word to be able to hear from it, to be able to dig into it, to prepare ourselves for Sunday because that is what we're doing, right? We're reading the texts that we have that are going to be before us as part of the service because many of you know we have a lectionary that we follow. We follow a three-year lectionary. So we have texts appointed to be read in church on Sunday and then the pastor, myself, Pastor Carl, or whoever, um, uses from those texts to be the, the, the point, some point, at least one point, of a sermon to give. And so here we're, we're looking at the prayer of the day and the four readings that are normally appointed for Sunday as we go towards Sunday so that we are prepared to hear the gospel. Because my goal is, is that as we read these together, as has as been my goal with my podcast and with my other work through, through treadwary.com is that we, we deal with the gospel, the working of God on our behalf, the good news being that we're dead, but we're given new life in Christ. That, that any of our works that we do are worthless in comparison to the work that Christ has done for us on the cross. And so as is our custom, we begin with a psalm. And so we have our psalm that is appointed for the Sunday that we read yesterday and took a look at yesterday. Psalm 62, verses 5 through 12. So let's prepare our hearts as we enter into God's Word. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. For God alone, my soul waits in silence. For my hope is from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be shaken. On God rests my deliverance and my honor, my mighty rock, my refuge is in God. Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Those of low estate are but a breath. Those of high estate are a delusion. And the balances they go up, they are together lighter than a breath. Put no confidence in extortion. Set no vain hopes on robbery. If riches increase, do not set your heart on them. Once God has spoken, twice have I heard this, that power belongs to God, and steadfast love belongs to you, O Lord, for you repay to all according to their work. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. As I keep saying, we use the Psalms as a prayer book. They give us words when we don't have any, and there's so many here. But pick a verse this, you know, pick a verse today. Read it over again, Psalm 62. Pick a verse. Have that be the focus of your prayer, whatever it might be. That power belongs to God. How might I pray that so that my heart might come to realize that I rely too often on princes and, and powers other than God for so many things, politics, what have you. Well, our text comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 29 through 31. I mean, brothers and sisters, the appointed time has grown short. From now on, let even those who have wives be as though they had none. 
those who mourn as though they were not mourning, and those who rejoice as though they are not rejoicing, those who buy as though they had no possessions, and those who deal with the world as though they had no dealings with it. For the present form of this world is passing away. It's the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This is one of those texts that, um, first of all, it, it, it begins where we talked about in my vocation Bible study uh, of having our place, our calling in life. But then uh, Paul kind of throws that all out the window here because he says, for the present form of this world is passing away. That doesn't mean that we don't care about what happens in this world because because our good works, whatever we want to call those good works, uh, our works, I don't want to call any of them good because some of them might look like they're bad and yet God uses them for good, are, are to serve our neighbor, uh, whether they be our spouses, our children, our friends, our church family, our community, a stranger, whatever. And so God uses those in some way, shape, or form. And God also doesn't want us to take advantage of whatever he's given us and completely not care about his creation. But hear what he's saying, okay? Something that, that I think often is missing in the church here is this, this anticipation that Paul has. This is almost desperation that Paul has. That Paul is, is speaking in a world that is now, that is, that is present in this moment, but he's speaking of a world to come as though it's right around the corner. That, that there, there, is, there is no uh, beating around the bush with, with Paul on this. He's basically saying, yes, you're living in this time, and yet this appointed time, this time that you're in right now is growing short. Because you're going to die, or Jesus is going to come back. One of those two are going to happen. And, and he's sitting here saying, you don't necessarily throw your wife away. You don't get rid of her, and wives, same with your husbands, or spouses, partners, whatever. You don't throw them away. Um, but you're going to be living a life different. A life that is focused on what is to come. A life that is focused on what God is going to be bringing. And that's not to take our minds off of what is supposed to be here, but it should be a motivation for what it is that God is calling us to do here and now. That everything that we do, every moment of our life, should revolve around Christ, should revolve around God, thanksgiving to Him, praise to Him for what He does, but also thankfulness and, and, and then love for Him and love for our neighbor. But even though, even so then we, you know, for instance, it says, uh, those who mourn should, should not be mourning in the sense that we realize that yes, we have lost a loved one, for instance, and yet we will see them again. But also those who rejoice as far as in this present time of I'm awesome, I'm cool, I won, I've got the trophy, I won the medal, things are great. And God's saying no. Paul's saying no. Those things are going to pass away. Those things are going to pass away. Or those who buy as those that had no possessions. I wonder, how have your possessions gotten in the way of ministry? Do you have possessions that, that get in the way of being present with your spouse or being present with your kids, being present within the ministry of the church? But also, even more so, with Paul's anticipation and desperation. He's coming to us and he's saying, those things shouldn't get in the way of what it is that God is calling us to do as, as, as members of the body of Christ, as ministers. Because part of what he is uh, telling us 
is that, yes, we are, are free. We've been given freedom in Christ, but we are also bound to one another. And part of that binding comes with the fact that we have this good news to share. We have this good news to share of this Christ who comes to set the prisoners free, to open the eyes of the blind, to raise the dead, to forgive sin. And so there is this calling too for us to sit here and say, the time is drawing short. This appointed time is drawing short. This present form of this world is passing away. And so too are we, and so too are our friends and our family. And there is time for us now. God has given us now the time today, the day of salvation, given to, given to us not only to be repented by God, to turn ourselves to him, but also to go and proclaim that to others that they might know what it is that God has done for us. Thinking of the, the Gerasene demoniac who's got a legion of demons in him and Christ comes to him and, and frees him, removes all that sin from him, throws it into swine and they go over a cliff into the sea and drown. And that man gets made in his right mind, put in his right mind, and he comes to Jesus and said, I want to follow you, I want to go with you, you've saved me, I, I owe you everything. And Jesus says, no, go back to your family. Go back to your place where you are from and tell them what God has done for you. Church, what has God done for you? What sins has he forgiven? What mercy has he given? What grace has he offered to you, the power that he's done to rescue you, to make you his own? Let us pray. Almighty God, by grace alone you call us and accept us in your service. Strengthen us by your Spirit and make us worthy of your call through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Well, go in peace, church. Serve the Lord. We'll see you tomorrow.